Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Jokes with Mark Simmons, the podcast where I chat to another comedian about jokes they can't get to work. As always, I am joined uh, in the virtual studio by... What's your name again? It's Producer Joe. Producer Joe! is right over there. How's it going? You look energetic today. You were sort of dancing about a bit during the intro. Yeah, yeah. Just trying to get the energy up. I've not really done anything yet today. Well, I've been working, but I haven't like sort of left my bedroom. So I what thought I'd give you, you haven't done anything today. all you of my pent-up energy. Very spe- you gave me a very specific time that I had to be back for. Does that mean you could have done it earlier? Uh, no. Why? What have you been doing? You've been Just doing other po- you did other podcasts. Always, Mark. That's always what I'm doing. And you know it. And we don't like to talk about it because it makes you feel quite upset. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Best best not talk about it. Um, Joel. Julio. What have you been doing today? Markmas. Um, no, no. You've already answered that. Mark, have general. you done your Christmas shopping? That's what I want to ask you. Yeah. Actually, I just... Actually, that wasn't mine. But I just... When I, I, you were waiting for a while for me to come into the to accept the thing, and that's because Amazon just came and I had to go and hide my stepdad's Christmas present from my mum. I'm not hiding okay. it from my mum. No, because otherwise it, it, that's just yeah. quite cruel. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, "Where is it? I don't know." <laughs> Bloody Amazon! <laughs> and then um, you address it to your stepdad. He opens yeah. it on the day, and your mum's fuming. <laughs> but so it was bad. So Mike, when she was ordering it, she was like, well, what happens if it turns up when he's here? Mm-hmm. And she found a little thing that said Amazon would package it in Amazon packaging so that you can't see what's in it. Yeah. And I just opened the door and it's just in its normal box. So if he'd have seen it, that yeah. ruined Christmas. it would have ruined Christmas. Christmas Nightmare. is already ruined. It would have think further he would, ruined. He would have pretended. What do you mean? When he, you know, he could have pretended not to have seen it, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it still ruined it for him, wouldn't it? I guess so. Yeah. But Anyway, I text my mum saying it's here and accidentally sent it to him, so he knows now anyway. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever done that? Have you ever been texting about someone, but because oh, that yeah, person's yeah. on your mind, you, yeah. oh, my God. There's no feeling like it. It, it used to be pretty <sighs> easy to do on old phones, didn't it? Now it's Mate. quite tricky, I think. Mate, but back in girl, the day. There was a girl I really liked back yeah. in the day. And and I'd seen her. And then she'd said something like, oh, I saw your friend. So I text that friend going, mm. you saw her? Oh, my God. I was like, oh, cringing, even thinking about How it. How old are you? Now? 
Oh, yeah. what? Yeah. 20, like early 20s. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, and it just, I don't think I'd ever pursue it. I didn't pursue it anymore. I just How often do you think about house. it? How often do you think about sending that text? Once a week? Whenever this comes up. Yeah. So whenever, or whenever I go to maybe send someone a text and they go, oh God, <laughs> have you ever done that? Almost sent it and then realised that's, yeah. whoo, that's exciting I've, actually. When they, when, that is, it's a real rush. I sometimes do yeah. it on purpose just to feel something. <laughs> <laughs> I write something really horrible to my boss. Is that why you keep and writing just hover over, messages? Hover, hover over the send thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awful, awful, yeah. awful. A good uh, observational comedian would could do something with that, I reckon. As a topic, yeah. it's a good yeah. topic for comedy. If only we knew one. Everyone can, uh, uh, yeah. Well, no, I, don't, I know lots. You know loads, that, yeah. That was that little dig at me? That was a little dig at me, was it? But it felt like a dig at me, but I'm not an observational comedian. No, so. it was just sort of, a, yeah, it was just, uh, I was just trying to fill the air. Oh, just did that. Oh, you can't see. I was just grabbing and trying to fill the air. Yeah, good anyway, anyway, Joel, love it. Good chat, good chat today. Lovely. Um, shall we, shall we get, let, let them all listen to the, the episode this week. Oh, before we do, That's what we're here for? Yeah, I'm doing. Oh, my, I had a nice little response from uh, last week. I told everybody that I'm doing a Zoom show on Sunday. Um, just trying out some bits. Got, I've got actually. If anything, I've just went through it all. I'm a bit overwhelmed by the number of jokes and not knowing if they're good or not. It's going to be four so, hours long. It, well, no, it's not going to be four hours. It'll be about an hour, maybe a bit less. But you can just turn it off if you don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. If I'm not enjoying it, I'll just go turn it off. <laughs> just leave um, the Zoom. But, but, but yeah, I had lots of people interested, but there's still a bit of room on the Zoom. So if anybody would like to watch it, it's on this Sunday, the 20th uh, at 7pm. Uh, just find me online. All you got to do, find me online, send me a tweet or a DM on Instagram and then send me your email address and I'll just add you to the list and you can come and watch just as long as you behave yourself. Have you got any jokes about Christmas? Uh, yeah, I've got a few. Oh, good. Well, I'm, there you go. I'm not going to tell you now because we've got a Christmas special coming in, dropping on Christmas Eve Ooh. with Sean Walsh. <gasps> so I, I think I think I spoke about Christmas quite a lot in there so there's probably the Christmas jokes there. Don't want to ruin them now, Joel. Good. Well, ha- hey, talking of Christmas... Hey, for this next for our guest this week's it's it's always a white Christmas because it's Rob White. I mean that that was forced. It was yeah yeah. It's Robert White as well, Joel. Yeah, I did wonder. I saved it as Rob because I just you know like I'm his best mate. <laughs> I, I actually saved it as Robbo. Our dog. <laughs> yes, it's Robert White this week. Yes, and uh, you've listened to it already, Joel. I have. Ah, how is it? Good. He's really good. It is good, isn't it? Yeah. There's lots of lots of joke chat, isn't there? Lots of joke chat, yeah. which is that's what the people want. Yeah, yeah, that's what they're here for, and that's what they're gonna get. So let's listen to him. Right now. It's Rob White. Robert. I I forgot what you were doing, and at the last moment I went and found because this is about like jokes which don't work and stuff like yeah. that, isn't it? Yeah, stuff that you've yeah. had to drop for whatever reason. Um. Well, yeah. So I've I've got a load of that sort of stuff oh, if good. you want. But this is cool. Yeah. Well, bef- where this? are you, by the way? Because you look as if you're at, you look as if you're outside in the this, sun. This used- you look as if you're. <laughs> I'm in sorry. Sp- I'm in Spain. <laughs> yeah. What is it? Um. So this used you're to in be Spain. Out- no, no. 
This used to be. Oh, no, because you look like you're in Spain. My friend, um, do you know Pam St. Clements has moved to Spain after doing his end? Yeah. To join all the other expats. (laughs) No. um, This this used to be outside. Oh, I just got it. Just got it. Sorry. My my, my extenders knowledge was from years ago, which is relevant (laughs) for that joke. (laughs) But I haven't used it for a while. Sorry, I, I, I did this. I did it. I did an actual joke in a conversation when we were anyway. No, that's what we want. I just Patson Clement. I was like, I feel like I should know that name. Well, that's a joke that doesn't work, doesn't it? And is that the reason? Well, because of reference. Yeah. So exactly, that was a live version of it not working when I was just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, Patson Clement. Is that like a comic that I'm supposed to know? Pam St. Clemens Pam's, plays Pat Butcher. Pat, Pam St. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so there we go. Before we get on but to you're the jokes in- that don't work. I was, oh, yeah, so anyway, yeah. before that. So uh, this this used to be outside, but this is now a conservatory. So it, it's sort of, that's why it looks like it's outside, but it's technically not. Um, All right, cool. And talking about bits that don't work. So go, just on when you said you improvised for, like, for a full set. If, yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that ever go wrong? And if it does go wrong, do you then change tact? Or because with the seventeen minutes, were you just like, "Oh, this is working. I'm just riding this." Well, th- things kept coming. Yeah, I think the thing you've always got to have a place to go to. It's almost like um, you start off with something, and you've got a place to go to. And when you first do it, it could be just like, um, "I know what I'm going to do." I'm going to talk to this guy and then the punchline is going to be so-and-so. And what happens is you do it two times and you get it perfect. Mm. And then you do it for a year and more things are added in. And then right, you do okay. it for like 20 years. And there's basically loads of different avenues you've attempted to go to that you can. And also you do genuinely improvise things now. Mm. Top Secret is a great one for that. And also, well, I love Backyard, and but I've even did it, the last time I did it at a 99 Club gig, which was quite, it wasn't sort of as comedy savvy audience as you'd imagine, but I was basically, things were coming. I was doing some genuine improvisation. I was doing some, um, so let me um, think of something recently I've, um oh you know about a lot of what happens is someone says tell me about your worst gig Mm. and after you've been doing this for so long you think there's so many worst gigs it's you can't so i can't in my i was just about to say (laughs) this is a brilliant example of where this has happened but you know it's in the past i've forgotten all of it it'll come to me one day and i'll laugh about it but you know it's improvisation just it's built up of lines that you planned lines that you found out Mm. things which are generally improvised well it is what it's probably easier to improvise when you know you've got all those other options to fall back on because there's less pressure it's do you know what i mean well the best thing i think about um the 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 sort of slightly cheat you've got about music is this if if someone says to you for you to say a funny joke, um, you've got to come back with it instantly. Mm. If someone says something to me, uh, oh, I yeah. go. Mm. 
I for the whole oh, second. Right. So that's the trick of when you're talking to an audience and you pretend you didn't hear what they said, but you did hear what they said. So you asked them to say it again just to give you a couple more seconds to think. Well, I, w- I wouldn't do that because my mind, I don't think I could think those thoughts because my because hashtag autism, <laughs> my mind is thinking about, like, well, this is, a, this is a, a sort of related to when I first started learning about comedy and jo- a lot of jokes didn't just go wrong because they were bad jokes, but because... One thing about autism is I can't tell about context and sometimes I'd say things which are slightly inappropriate <laughs> because I just see the wordplay yes, rather yeah. than the context. And yeah. the thing is, in in a nutshell, Asperger's is no intuitive skills, uh, no, intuitive, no intuitive skills, <laughs> no intuitive social skills, hard to read people, empathy, so lots of social skills. Mm. So if you imagine on stage, all the things that you would do naturally and without having to consciously think about, I'm actively having to consciously think about. Right. And the best way I put it is if you didn't just stand on stage, but you had to imagine where your feet went, how you had to bend your legs, how you had to move your legs, how you had to adapt your... Or everything Mm. to do with social skills, I'm consciously thinking through in the back of my mind, as well as doing the gig. And sometimes it's actually quite a struggle, particularly when I started. So this is why, you know, when I first started... um, not only did I not have those skills, but I was also um, trying to compensate for those skills. So a lot of things went wrong because of um, um, things which other people wouldn't experience. Um, right. so, but anyway, you, you said a question there which led on to a different place. What was the question? That was, I mean, I think it was, well, you've improvised your answer. So it was, <laughs> right. I think it was something, to, it was about like, did it ever go wrong when you're improvising? And then do you oh, did I ever improvise? What goes wrong? Um, well, I th- th- this is the thing: you, if you've got a place to go back to, mm. I, there was. I think I did Edinburgh in 2014, and because it, it didn't go too well, I was disillusioned. Mm. And I said to myself, "What you're going to do now is you're going to make it look as if everything is improvised." Ah. So, for like, there was about a month where I'd bring the keyboard forward. And I'd start off literally just by making up a song about the audience. And instead of being introducing myself and then the improvisation being within my act, it would be my act would be within the improvisation. Thus making it all look as if it was all totally improvised and on the spot. Yeah. And sometimes it was ridiculously amazing. Yeah. I did. I did it once, and Ritual was. Uh, he he said to you know Mark Rothman. Mm. He said, "How does he do this? I've been doing this for like twenty, thirty years or whatever, and I don't know how I." Ca-. And what it was was because I've got my set, and because I would got my improvisation skills, and because on that day I got particularly lucky, right. and everything was just bang. Yeah. But the, the, uh, for me, particularly if you do have issues with um, people and with understanding people, if you don't start off by giving yourself a place to go back to, mm. sometimes if you get caught up, what can, you know, it, the, if things go wrong, you're not sort of 
you know, no you're not operating. Yeah, well, yeah, there's no structure. There's mm. no structure. You haven't got a place to go to. The, the improvisation only works if you've got a place to go to. When you look at musical improvisation, you're heading towards the cadence at the, the end chords. Yeah. You know, it's not just... Yeah, there's the functional harmony. There's the harmony going on. There's the chords going on. If you just played any random notes that you wanted over your chord progression in jazz, it would sound awful, even though lots of people think jazz does sound awful. But you know what I mean. Yeah. There's a structure. So... So improvisation was, has a structure. There was something I was going to say to you about um, yeah. Britain's Got Talent, but yes, like a lot of the time, my, all the sets you did on there were pr- pretty much always new material because you'd written songs specifically about the judges. So I was going to say it was that weird doing brand new material in that moment. But if you've been doing a lot of improv, that's always new material most of the time. So. Or did you or well, did you try those bits out beforehand in clubs? Could you? I tried those bits out before in clubs, and if you've got the, the more the generic, the more generic the joke is. In other words, if you've got a joke about someone who looks a bit butch, say if I was doing a joke about someone who's a bit butch, then right. you can find someone in the club who looks a bit butch. Yeah, you know, and then, but the more specific the joke's got, sort of like if I have to find someone say if, if I was to do it this time and they've got like Ashley Watts's bloke mm. who's sitting in Ashley oh I forgot diversity no. Ashley diversity no this is uh, uh, Ashley Banjo that's it I should not say Watts's bloke that's very disrespectful <laughs> and he's sitting in for Simon Cowell and if I had to attempt to do a joke about him sitting in for Simon Cowell, so two very specific people, mm. and I had to attempt to replicate that in a club atmosphere. That would not be, you know. So as yeah. the, as the as the episodes went on and the jokes got more specific, it got harder. Right. So would you? But, in the but new material, there was in, there's it, some of it was tried. One the, some of it were what, there was one genuinely improvised off the cuff line, which I hadn't planned to do. Oh, what was that? All the other jokes were well. Basically, I was gonna say that Simon looked old, and then do a joke about carbon dating. <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah. What the only sort of dating he does is carbon dating. Ah, which is much, it's a funny joke, but not when delivered like sitting in your bedroom. <laughs> um, this is this is to show that that is the, the comedy me i'm the jumper me the yeah. comedy me we're, we're, we're now intellectually discussing it right because that's yeah. what i'm very unconscious of you probably aren't talk to people and there's two sorts there's probably number one who says i've got all these really bad jokes and then lists off a load of cracking jokes because they don't want to actually genuinely look happened. bad <laughs> this yeah. has happened but my, my list and the other the, I see. And we're just talking about things which go wrong. Yeah, so talk about things that go wrong. Yeah, so what happened was I could do this carbon dating joke and it basically hinged on... Uh, uh, it hinged on me asking him his age and him saying right. his age. And he he didn't say his age, so I had uh, to then said he was so old that he, he, he couldn't remember. Okay, nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so had you but, thought about that as an option? No, you? 
but really the thing is, so, so the, which is quite a simple thing, but it's mm. not so much of a simple thing if it's in the final of Britain's Got Talent yeah, in front yeah, of a yeah. few million people. Jesus. But we've all done that thing. We've all done that classic thing. I remember seeing like this new comic and his bit hinged on someone saying they liked IT. So he goes to someone, do you like IT? No, not really. Do you like IT? No, not really. Now, we both know that if someone says they don't like IT, we then go, that's okay, because I like, and then the, yeah, you yeah, go into the, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this person was basically, he, he was waffling in numerous different ways to go around the audience to get someone to say they liked IT. <laughs> that's so funny but, that, but that's such a that's such a um, once he starts doing that nobody's going to say yes because they think you're going to take the piss out of them so they would just copy the next person yeah so, yeah yeah so he's never gonna it's such a it. such a, a, new, a new new comedian move i suppose it's a failing yeah, yeah, of yeah. a oh that's funny but i was going to say so with when you were doing say like you say that you, the jokes got more specific did you not mm. so in the when you're trying the jokes as they're so famous the judges did you not sort of set out what you're practicing for or did you no oh, okay. um because because the thing is the gig in the room is the gig in the room mm. and if i suddenly say hey you're so and so you're so and so you're so and so yeah yeah and also because i'd had a been told a story I've forgotten who it's by. I think it might be Rob Rouse. Okay. He, well, he there used to be a, 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 a club called I've forgotten what it is. It was it was a, it used to be a toilet, and they had new people trying out for stuff. And um, I think it was Rob Rouse who went on, and he said that he had to follow two other comedians. Comedian one was Lenny Henry, who was practicing for something, mm -hmm. and he had an auto cue. And he went on and he said to the audience, you're, you know, so-and-so, you're so-and-so, you're so-and-so, you're so-and-so, read everything off an auto cue. Right. And the audience just thought, well, we're here for this gig. We're yeah, not here yeah. for you. Mm. Yeah. And then the second act went on and he had to practice for something. And he did his practice bit. Um and uh but what he did was he in he into he sort of like got the audience member who was there and altered the joke accordingly mm. and then after doing that he said all right i've done what i have to do let's do 20 minutes of just having fun yeah and the reason i think rob rouse was um so sort of like ah about this is because the second act was robin williams so oh, wow so in this tiny little new material lenny henry tried it so you saw someone do it then you saw the master how to do it yeah and then i think it was rob rouse who then had to follow both of them um oh, so i know exactly um <laughs> so it's a you you you, the, you i think one of the big failings that a lot of people do is they practice for a gig a gig which isn't that gig yeah. if you go on a, a new material gig and you say to yourself i'm going to practice just my comedy store 20 set mm. then you ignore the fact that there's four people in front of you who haven't really paid yeah they want you to talk to them specifically 
Mm-hmm. Um, and they aren't invested in the night. There's a, you know, there's a different, you know, you've got to do what's there. So whenever I was trying out, I'd alter it to, I'd say, I need someone who's old. Oh, mm. hello. I need someone who's um, pretty, but not. And then I, you know, and yeah. so you, I describe the, the qualities for the joke. To, and then I'd go and I need someone who's pretending they're gay. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people laugh hilariously, at, but at the fact that they might look as if they're pretending to be gay. And th- by that point, you've got all the four places yeah. you're going to. And if with those your jokes, jokes hit, you know they will work in front of that bigger audience. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Because who knows joke, anything ever? But the joke is added. You get sure you, you get more because of who they are and that they're famous, and you're sort of giving them a little. Well, there's the other thing as well, because sometimes you're tempted to do jokes which are so specific that you think that must be that must be an absolute banker. Yeah. But if you can't try it out beforehand, mm. you've got no... I don't know if I'd have the bollocks Did you, did you write that. any like that? Did you... Well, I've, I, wrote, I wrote tons and tons right. and tons. You know, things about um, their name and things about... You know, there was um, uh, it was David, Amanda, Alicia, and Simon. Mm. It, it's an anagram of Asda, and <laughs> I just I do I just I I I, I um, <laughs> and there were all these uh, I don't know. It's been so long. Yeah, but yeah. there were things about um. You're right in that audience as well. Anything too clever, I don't think would work. Things that things that well, I don't. I wouldn't say that. That's you know. I I think uh, Simon says there could have been things about Simon mm. says, and there was there were some plastic surgery type jokes and uh, right. Yeah. So it's it's all. Um. Yeah. So so what you're because uh, uh, you're ideally you're right because frequently in office gigs and we know when we go to gigs jokes which are specific about the area or specific mm. about people um ah oh, i had this really very ridiculously bad joke that would never ever ever work ever i wrote it when i was ridiculously new okay so this and is before then, you you worked out you need to work out the you need to work out comedy, yeah, yeah. Right. And then I did a gig. There was a couple where he was Cordish and she was Italian. So the joke, which had never ever worked because it had to be so specific, right? Now was to- looked as if it was totally enterprised at the top of my head. Wow! So and did, it was did your ba- eyes light up when you heard where they were from? Basically, you can possibly guess as we're going. It was, um, obviously, you being Italian don't like his cooking because you're anti-pasty. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, that was, you know, one of those jokes which n- otherwise would not be funny if it's, it's in, in the, the moment. It's in the bank. It's yeah, in, I know, it's in the head. I know, exactly. Um that's funny, because I because yeah. I've got I've got loads of jokes where there's specifically <sighs> they you even even sports jokes 
Like, a, I've got a cricket joke that only works if there's a few people in that like cricket and it comes off the top of my head. But it's like I've got a joke about, um, I don't know if my friend's good at bowling, but he seems it. Now, that's a very specific sort oh, of cricket bowling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just no one knows that. But when I first wrote it, I thought, oh, everyone knows that because I know it. But but they don't. I've done a few things with like music like that. I think I did a, what was it? It was, um, oh, I've forgotten. But I'm obsessed about George Gershwin. I remember doing a, Jew- a Jewish gig. And they was, you know, they said, obviously, they said, don't be racist. As if they have to tell you. But um, what, what what they said was, because it was like a slightly... Because it was specifically a Jewish audience gig, um, they said, just do what you do, but just be aware. You know, nothing's different, just be aware. Um, and I got a guy the fr- on the front row, his name was something like Schmully. But when he said it, it sounded like Smelly. So all of all of a sudden, in a Jewish gig, I'm thinking, what do I do with this? Because the audience laughed. Everyone else laughed. Yeah. Um, and then popped into my head a reference to George Gershwin, because I'm obsessed with music. Right. And I, I, was, I was doing a reference to... I, I, I almost said... How come you haven't anglicised your name when George Gershwin, you know, Americanised, anglicised his name and he was born in 1937, uh, uh, 1937, born in 1898 and called Jacob Gershwin's brisket. And I was going into, and I've forgotten what the joke is. I've forgotten what the joke was. But there was some joke about George Gershwin changing his name, which was a pun. And I thought... In a brief second, I thought of doing this obscurely specific piece of knowledge joke, which <laughs> um, no, a lots of it. people, lots of people I've told on BBC iPlayer, there's a musical called The Gay Divorce, and they look on it going, oh, there's The Gay Divorce, and I go, it's The Gay Divorce, and they go, what? And I go, it's supposed to be The Gay Divorcee. BBC iPlayer have left the E off the end. So instead of being a, a musical about a happy bachelor, now it looks it's like a Fred Astaire musical about a gay couple that have broken up, which is a totally different thing. But I pointed it out at a few people and they go, you know, because that's down to... Yeah, yeah. ...of musicals, isn't it? <laughs> so so what have you got down joke-wise that, that, that you didn't get to Oh, work? I've got loads of stuff. Great, hit me. Let's, let's do it. Firstly, there's political viewpoints. Um, right. I'm standing on stage and you, you say something and, uh, as if everyone will get that. As, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Particularly with Brexit. Right. You know, not that people are either for or against, but most audiences... No, I mean, not that any particular audience is one way or the other. Mm. Um, it's more so the fact that people don't want to talk about it. So... You can talk about it. You've got to be very political, but you can't just throw it in in, in the middle of a comedian who's like all silly and punny and funny mm. and stuff. Yeah. Or you've got to do it both sides. So, um, so how did I, you I think, work that stuff in, or did it just not fit? Oh, I did a I did a line about Nigel Farage, and then it then what would happen is it would all be 
it was a it was a song about jeans, basically a song about I don't like jeans. How hard is that? All I want is skinny fit, but I'm too flabby and fat. Pause. Oh, audience, you haven't said I'm not fat. Shut up. <laughs> Flash, um, flushing used to be a sex crime, but now it's called low rise. And why has it got so much grip that I'm circumcised in? Primark jeans aren't purchased. You just win them in a fight. Very tight jeans like <laughs> Nigel Farage. The knob is pushing to the right. And I thought, ha ha ha, how funny. And then what would happen is like in, it would be funny, but then in some audiences it would lose a few people or, or not. as. So then I did line. one about, yeah. Cause it's right. just, a, because to me, it's a, a, a thing about Nigel Farage. And to some people it's like, oh, he's gone to politics. Do you know, people, yeah, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, he was doing about jeans, and they, yeah. So I did one about. Uh, then I did a line about Marks and Spencers uh, being and uh, Jeremy Corbyn. So then it was like I've done one for each side, <laughs> and then I did the punchline. Yeah. Um, did that help? Yeah. Mm. It's because it's balance. It's you, I, right. you, I. You don't want to be partisan, and my politics are very much. Well, I'm I'm left, but I'm middle left. I'm much more. Whoever you mention, people hate you. But I'm much more sort of Gordon Brown. Oh, have I gone? Yeah, you disappeared for a sec. Can and you hear video. me? I can hear you fine. Yeah. There we go. Oh, pant. There he is. He's back. I said I I I mentioned politics, and the video doesn't like it. <laughs> um, if you. But then, anyway, so uh, I'm much more sort of like Tony Blair and John Major and the sort of middle ones mm. rather than either side. Um, my dad was um, conservative, my and he was sort of Margaret Thatcher's self-made dream, and my granddad was like a Welsh miner. Right. Oh, so good. at Christmas when I was young, <laughs> conversations basically. I I thought Margaret Thatcher appeared at the nativity. And until I was 12, I thought Jesus was born in Blind Avon. But, um, yeah, so I'm I'm sort of very much both sides, but you sort of don't want to be sick, particularly if it's supposed to be a silly throwaway thing in the middle of a song. You don't want yeah, to actually yeah. genuinely go to politics. Mm, yeah. I don't know if you have the same. Um, if you, because, because you do puns and stuff, you must have a pun, which is, oh, that's a brilliant pun. Mm. But but it's oh it's political and then or it mentions or it's religious or it mentions a, this that or the other yeah so I I've been I've done mock the week a couple of times mm. and so I, I I've started writing more political gags just because oh. just so I'm I'm well prepared so I'll just see what's going on and if I can get a generic joke on any politician then that's great because you can slip yeah, that yeah, in yeah. anyway. But I do. I've find... got a, I've got a joke that doesn't work. A political joke which doesn't work. What's that? You you can do. It's basically like um, how many how many politicians does it take to change a light bulb? Three David Camerons, four Boris Johnsons, and one Margaret Thatcher. Although that's only a conservative estimate. <laughs> and I've, I've I've done it with various different setups and conservative right. estimate, and people yeah. go. Yeah. I've also got another one which was I was sitting on a, a bus trying to make up clever material but all I got was pedestrian observations <laughs> and and people no it's like 
do you, I don't even know if people know pedestrian observations as a thing because that's something that people would write in a review of comedy. Oh, very right. pedestrian. But I don't know if average sort of Joe would know. Well, I've got what, a theory. I don't know if this, because you're the pun king. Um, I've sort of got, I was told that often it's to do with the image that they get in their head. So sometimes mm. you can have a very clever wordplay, but if they don't get an image in their head, then yeah, that's not as funny as less clever wordplay, but they've got like a funny picture in their head. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, and it's quite hard when you're writing so many jokes to sort of take a step back and try and work out which of the jokes put images in heads and which don't. Because you get to a point where you just keep writing and writing and they're just all rolled into one, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. You do, you do. And that's, I, that's another problem, I think, with... Um, and I think that's another Asperger's-related problem where when you start being a comedian, you see everything as wordplay. mm Sometimes, because I'm not very good with empathy and sometimes I'm not very good with context, I can, you, you start doing wordplay about this, this, and that, you do everything and you don't filter. An element right. is the comedian's sort of um, gallows humour in that because you do on stage a certain level when you're in the green room, although we don't ever have have green rooms but you know we're in the mm. when we're ever in the theoretical green room you know room behind you know space behind the bar where you have to stand <laughs> um what we joke about is probably a slightly more um edgy yeah and 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 if you multiply that by asperger's um where you can't tell context i remember the, the, when i very first started i was opening with a baby cancer joke yeah yeah. Without re- without 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 realizing the context, right. I literally just saw the, the wordplay. The wordplay was, I can't. I used this was like the very first joke I sort of opened with. This is, and the and the autistic thing is, I just saw the wordplay. I didn't mm. see the yeah. And did someone In tell you, or did well, you work it, it out that that's probably not the well, best? Well, someone came up to me and said. Opening with a baby cancer joke, that's brave. <laughs> and I went, oh. And it was, I will say it, because it's it I just saw it as a silly pun, which is this. My sisters just had her baby euthanized because it had cancer. Now that is horrific. That is horrific. No, this isn't the joke. I, I, what I'm saying is I'm commenting on myself. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, fact yeah, yeah. that I said that is horrific. But apparently the doctor didn't... Uh, apparently it was uh, painless because the doctor put it to sleep with a single jab. Well, he didn't put it to sleep with a single jab. He knocked it out with a single jab and put it to sleep with a right hook. Now, God. <laughs> you could you could do single jab, do- right hook... You don't even need the baby. No. You don't even no. need cancer. You could do single jab right hook with... In fact, I've tweeted it recently as a vaccine joke. Yes. As my oh, mum... Right. My mum didn't la- like me laughing at her um, because she said that her injection hurt and I found it really stung when I, then when I got my jab. Well, it wasn't just a jab. First it was right. a jab, and then she gave me her left hook. Right. Don't, you don't need baby yeah. cancer. I, I, I wrote, you don't no, need... I wrote, what's going on? <laughs> no. Why? I wrote, 
I wrote a similar one recently about ant- having a boxing match with an anti-vaxxer. They keep dodging the jab. All right, so, cool. So, yeah, yours is better, I think, because it's got a, a, the right hook well, that adds uh, a nice my, twist. My, my, se- my second one is better. My first... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not needed. It's absolutely not even relevant. <laughs> I've got no idea why... I think it's when you start as well, you, tr- to, you 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 get a reaction out of the darker stuff. So it's, sometimes I think you you opt for that because you get some sort of, even if it's an ooh, it's it's a, it's a noise. Do you know what I mean? I'm 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 not sure because I don't I don't read audiences in the same way. I think that was genuinely just a, a not a um I it it was just a, a lack of empathy and understanding which is mm. another thing i've i've sort of had to learn i've had to learn autistic things as well as comedy things doing it for 17 years yeah i wrote a joke um, the other day about um i connected with an old friend and then mm. right hook but i couldn't get i couldn't get the funny into it there was it's not fun that isn't doesn't there was no real funny and then I you thought, connected with a friend an and old then friend ro- i connected with an old friend so you connect with a punch so that right, was cool. the, that was the link but it just I, it was just literally a thought and then i was like that's not funny so yeah yeah because also i think reconnect is what you would naturally say i don't know if you ever really say i connected with an old friend or do you you definitely say i reconnected but like it just didn't have a funny element. Like there was no funny image. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a a, a a different alternative. But all the different alternatives I'm thinking are so far away from that that it's. <laughs> um, I I but you do that, don't you? You think, mm. um, you think of of things which are half jokes which you can't make into a, a joke. Yeah. Because yeah. you can make it really dark and then the joke be about who you're hitting, reconnecting. So that means if you reconnect with someone, you've been hitting them quite a lot and then you've reconnected again. But also, I don't know if that many people really would know that you say you I think connect, connect with a I think connect like, is quite a specific thing, isn't it? It's also generic and specific in that connect... When you say it, it's much more to do with internet. It's much more to do with conversation. Um, so my- and in boxing, it's a it, it's mm. it's a much more unknown term. The only way you'd sort of do it is either possibly from the other way around, when you you know, I um, uh, I've got a friend, uh, an old friend who's a boxer. The other day, he connected with me. You right there, you go. Yeah, yeah. We, we the other day he connected with me. Yeah, again, that yeah, doesn't sound it, like a right sense. No, in fact, no, yeah. it doesn't. No, in fact, in in my head, I'm thinking the only way you can do it is if you were a a um a commentator at a boxing match. Right. Yeah. And he's, in he's that re- context, connect means connect. Oh, I think connect. the thing yes, is that. Right. Mm. Whereas in other contexts, connect doesn't mean hitting with a boxing glove. No. Because my next thought then was, I went to, um, so I used to be in a human centipede and yeah. I recently met, bumped into someone or something and the it was, we reconnected. So it was right. then, but then the human centipede, one, is a horrible image and yes, two, yes. not that many people know what that is. So again... That then, I mean, these were all in a matter of minutes. I went from one to the other, yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, no, yeah. none of those 
I mean, technically, the human centipede one would technically works because that is more of a connecting thing than the boxing, I think. But I don't know what else you connect because then I thought you could do it as conjoined twins. Why do you need connect? Reconnected because you know they that's just a phrase. All right. You you read. So is that someone. how you do jokes? You look up a phrase. You go no, because I, no. it's just someone said something about reconnecting with someone, and then I went, oh, connecting, boxing. All right, cool. So I just spot, I just hear something, and then I go, oh, maybe I can do something with that. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry. And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Robert, White. Hashtag Uga to Robert White. There he is. Good stuff. Oh, great, great episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you do enjoy it, hit us up online. Let us know. At Jokes with Mark across all social media. Oh, Joel, we got a lovely review on uh, Apple Podcast this week. <gasps> Read it to oh, me. Oh, hang on. <laughs> It's nice. If so, if you if you found, if you enjoy the podcast, or you say you've been listening to it for a while, and you're like, "Oh, I like this podcast," let us know on uh, Apple Podcasts. Go and give us a five star review. I'm not reading it all, Joel, because it's very long and it's very nice, and it's out. It's a bit, it's a bit egotistical, isn't it? Just read the last sentence then. The last sentence. A highly recommended podcast. No, the one before. You read that. The one before that, don't you? <laughs> the one that you're in. Is that the one you want? The second to last sentence. That's the all I want to hear. Yeah, but so it's so book ended with chats with producer Joel. Which are a bit dull, but the podcast's good. <laughs> Not really. Which are warm and fun. That's what we are, Joel. We are warm and we are fun. I'm very happy to be both those things. Those yeah, are good things me to be. Too. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to be cold. Who's, which one's which? Are you warm and I'm fun? or? I don't know, Joel. I think we're both a bit of both. I think okay. we're... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. And there's other stuff. But yeah, just go leave us one. That'd be nice. It makes it makes our day. Make, it'll make our Christmas. That's if, if I, I tell you how excited Christmas. Mark was about this review. I actually got a text from him before two in the afternoon about it. You know, normally Mark doesn't really get out of bed for anything. But this review um, had him messaging at 8.32 in the morning, which is... I, I, too... I was Yeah, I was worried. That's too early for me. I, I woke up and just couldn't sleep again. I don't know what it is. I'm going to go have a nap now. Yeah, a bit busy day. I always have a nap. I love yeah. a nap. 
I think it's my Spanish heritage. Mm. I'm not Spanish. <laughs> um, uh, what are we talking about? I can't remember what part we are. Are we? I'll tell you what, podcast? Mark. If people are loving this, and I bet they are, um, Cause, cause they should head over to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash jokes with Mark. There's more Robert White. Exactly, more Robert White. More uh, of us uh, talking rubbish. Oh, there's loads of stuff there, and I think that at Christmas on Patreon, we might have to release a nice little special bonus, but more on that next week. <laughs> <laughs> so good, lovely, and yeah, let us know if you want to uh, listen or watch the Zoom call. It's just a call, it's a Zoom call, it's nothing special, lots of jokes, and the Zoom gigs will be really fun. So if you haven't seen the Zoom gig, come check it out. Let us know. Um, anything more for you, Joel? Nothing more for me, Mark. Anything more for you, Mark? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.